We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. In this episode, we have a conversation with Zoe, one of the storytellers and director from Uganda who participated in the Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1. The sound in this episode is not really good, but I hope you bear with us as we have this conversation with Zoe. Welcome to Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1 where we tell true stories and have conversations about real-life experiences with non-storytellers and storytellers from Uganda. Here My True Story Kampala is a joint project between Here My True Story podcast and Omoti Creative, an organization in Uganda. Omoti Creative is an arts organization that provides safe, and free learning spaces for creative arts, educational support, and cultural exchange opportunities to children and youths in Uganda. Hello listeners, I would like to welcome you to our conversation with Zoe, the storyteller. Wow. I'm sure you listened to the story from Zoe. She was the director of these stories, working with people who are storytellers and those who are not storytellers to tell stories. And as Here My True Story Project Kampala Season 1, we were so excited to work with Zo as the director of the project in Kampala. Yes, Zo, I would yes. like to ask you, first of all, how are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm really fine. Yeah. That's good. Um. I would like you to introduce yourself to the to the listeners of our podcast here, My True Story, and then we we'll go on like that. Okay, thank you. Hello, our listeners to uh, the stories of Here My True Story podcast. My name is Kayendeke Zoe Patricia. I am internationally known as Zoe the Storyteller. I'm a storyteller. I'm a poet. And I'm a theater maker and performer. 
for both children and adults. Um, I had I had the theatre uh, training from Cape Town at Magnet Theatre, and it was such an honour. Uh, from that training, we did uh, a theatre piece for three years, for three to seven years old, called Plastica that has toured. Uh, it has toured Croatia. It has toured South Africa twice. It has toured Angola. And we are planning that as the world opens up, we can have it to around the world. I have done uh, a music uh, international collab with uh, a South African artist called Ms. Lanta. I cannot pronounce it because of the click sounds, but yeah, it's called Ms. Lanta and it's called the Chalo Chang. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And um, wow. it's been an honor working, directing the storytellers of here, my true story podcast. Wow, thank you so much. So yes. you are really a talented person. You're a storyteller, you. you're a musician, you're a theater maker. You work with children to tell stories. Yes, yes, yes. To do theater. Yes. Wow. I mean, I, I, I would just like to, to ask you something simple. How, okay. do you, how do you manage to work with people who are not storytellers and have them tell stories? Um, well, there's a storyteller in everybody. In everybody, every living thing, there's a storyteller because we, we tell stories, we live our stories. So it is easy as a storyteller to bring out that storyteller within that person. And they have that storyteller manifest and tell the stories. So that's how easy it was working with the, the storytellers of Here My True Story, Kampala, Don One. Wow. I mean, it is true, everyone is a storyteller, but they are themselves feel like maybe I can't tell a story, but you, your work is to tell them one. You can't tell one. Yes, have... yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can you maybe uh, tell us a little bit about how did you become like, an artist or maybe what really what really made you to choose this profession that you're doing right now? Um, being an artist, I think I was born one. I didn't go hmm. to school or class. Um, the, uh, the, we shall clap for my teachers primary school. They saw me and they knew there was an artist in me and they would train us in, in school choir, but always putting me at the forefront. It's, it's like they knew something. They knew something that I did not know. And they would push me, push me beyond my limits. And when I went to university, I studied statistics and economics and I tried working, but I would always quit because the manager always found me writing a movie or writing a song or writing <laughs> a story, writing a poem. I didn't have any interest at all in office work. I just went because it was the order of the day. When you leave university, you get a job. After getting a job, you get married. You have children, then you die. <laughs> that, like that. That's like because it was just an order. But uh, then I found myself on stage. The artist in me was calling out. And when I went on stage, I never looked back. And that's where the journey began from. 
Wow. And then that brings another question from me. Uh, yes. Could you maybe uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how is it like being an artist in Uganda or maybe in Africa? Well, what is it like? Maybe there are listeners that will imagine maybe artists in Uganda are like artists in the US or in Europe. But could you maybe share a little bit of how it is like being an artist? Being an artist in Uganda compared to the rest of the world, <laughs> I, I would say it's, it's like um, like uh, sitting on a tortoise uh, trying to run because it is cloudy and there's going to be a heavy pour, but there's nowhere you can hide. There's nowhere you can take shed, but you need to get to the next town. That's how mm. it is being an artist here in Uganda. It's slow and frustrating. You have the talent and you want to give out there, but the world wants to receive it on a, on a free, at a free cost. They don't think that an artist in Uganda has bills. They don't think that an artist in Uganda has to eat. And because of that, you, 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 you are, you, your work gets piled on the table because there's no way you can put it out studio uh, there's no way you can put it out from the from the book where you've been taking notes where there's rough work to put it to final copy so it is so it's a slow thing for an artist in Uganda it's like the saying that the prophet is not appreciated in his own town being a, every mm. artist has a story here to tell that we we don't feel appreciated we, we, we feel like the world here for example, uh, in, in our families, being an artist, they, 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 they associate it with, with hooliganism. They think when you're an mm. artist, you're a muyai, you're a hooligan. You, there's no future. You can't be one. And yet it is talent, you know? So here, most artists will tell you they're a bit frustrated by the market. The market for our mm. products, it, 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 there's just a small... Uh, reception for our work. No? Mm. Is it different from other parts of Africa or because you have worked in South Africa a bit? Yes, you have yes. done projects in other parts of Africa. Is it the same? No, 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 no. I have seen artists elsewhere are appreciated when they, they when they, they, they're appreciated and they are united. They have organizations that support uh for example we had to go when we had to go to croatia when our 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 work was going to croatia i missed out because uh because of um i could not afford my ticket and get the artist on the same project who was from um from mozambique his government there's an organization that caters for artists his government gave him transport part of of his transport so he was able to go there are organizations in different countries that support their artists unlike here mm. it's quite wow. different it's quite different yes yeah i really understand because i'm also ugandan and i i, I do art in uganda i really yeah. understand this too for, for our listeners who don't know uganda is in east africa and at the same time it is in Africa, and art in Uganda is just like what Zoa said. It's not an easy job. Yeah. But yeah. then I want to ask you another question. As, as a woman, how was it taken by your family? 
to decide to take, to leave your, your profession that you studied and you chose to settle for such a profession of being an artist? <laughs> I tell you, up to now, um, I have, if my uncle, one of my uncles is angry with me, they feel they wasted their money to take me up to university to study what I studied and then I'm not in office. And they feel like even my little brother, they feel if it wasn't for music, he would not have died. If it was not for the, the arts, he would be alive if he was in an office. Too, uh, so the, uh, my family really frowned upon my decision. It was until I started to fly out, until I started to help uh, my siblings with tuition, until I started to do those small things that they started to accept, until they started to see me on TV, that they started to to now accept, but up to now, they still think I need a job. They don't think art is, is a profession. They don't think art is a, is a means of, of, of survival. They, they, they think it is a luxury. And even friends, I have many friends who, who don't think what I'm doing is right. Yeah. And also they feel like as a woman, <laughs> That will slow you down. You need to be married. You need to be having children. And now you're on the stage. I had one of my, my, my aunties tell me, so you go on stage so for the men to see you. Um, they think it's a, it's a kind of prostitution for a woman to be on stage. They think she, she, she's, uh, she's selling herself, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I get that the cultural perspective and also the society expectation of art is different. But is it the same just now or is there hope of it changing? Uh, for my family? Yeah. Mm, I, because now I became independent and uh, I am, uh, I'm, I'm on my own, I don't receive so many calls telling me to leave the art space. So yeah. I think they accepted it. And, and then for the, the society? Yeah, for society, society still has its own view, female mm. artists. They, they believe for you to break through, you must have a, a certain old, old gentleman who's, who's, who's money. They, they think so certain things that a woman they want to dictate what you what you sing about, what you write about. Uh, they want to dictate because you're a woman. In Africa or in Uganda, a woman is seen a certain way, right from our old traditions. A woman is seen as a woman a woman can't stand up for herself or for other people. A woman is supposed to be is seen as the kitchen or a mother, you're supposed to be bearing children, you're supposed to be in the kitchen cooking. That's the place that society gave a woman in Africa. So society still has that that that, that view, you know, of, of about a woman. Yeah. Yeah. The cultures are still deep rooted yes. of yes. gender in the gender perspective. And mm. is yeah, 
Uh, yeah, that is really that's another story we can. Yes, <laughs> and and you know, like they think, uh, I you, you know, you you've even had stories how they'll pin out a certain female artist, and they're like, ha, ah, for those ones, they cannot get married. They think an artist cannot make a good mother, an artist cannot make a good wife, you know, mm. and they think, oh, she cannot have children because she she has to keep a good body. Oh, she, those ones, they cannot cook because being a celebrity, she'll be unruly, she'll be a man. You know, society still has those talks about female artists. Mm. But, but you are among the famous artists in Uganda that are really now being appreciated of their work. You're being nominated for yes. awards. So which award yes. was that? Would you share with the was- the Janzi Awards, um, I think that it's the first of its kind. Uh, it's, it's, it's the first season of the Janzi Awards, the new kind of awards that appreciates uh, raw talent from Uganda, you know, appreciating the sound of Uganda. And I was nominated against mm. someone that I love and admire. She's a woman known for singing about uh, our culture, promoting our culture, and we were nominated in the same category of, uh, of culture. Culture is something to do with culture preservation. Uh, Nanduja. Mm. Nanduja. I was so happy when I saw that. Just a nomination, I feel, I felt like even if I, I don't win, that's just a goal for me. Yes. Yeah. And this also changes the perspective of the society about a young mm. woman like you and your family <laughs> members to see you out there celebrated, yes. nominated, and you inspire so many young girls in the yes, community. Yes. yes. Join us in part two of this conversation with Zoe. These stories were directed by Zoe, the storyteller. Audio production for the stories was done by Adnan Singkumba. Many thanks to our project coordinator Nicholas Kaiwa and all the storytellers of Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1. For more stories, please visit hearmytruestory.com. For more information about Umuti Kreativ, visit umutikreativ.com or send an email to info at umuti.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, hearmytruestory.com, for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.